This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Somebody who is known for talking a little trash and retweeting hype videos of himself doing the suck it motion has been Joel Embiid. But listen, he's been a little timid uh, in the postseason thus far. I wonder if that trend continues because now we have a very pivotal, uh, pivotal, excuse me, game five in the Eastern Conference semis between the Sixers and the Celtics. So let's get into some of these games. We've got the Celtics laying seven, seven and a half at home here. Total 213 and a half. So Jenks' first instinct was this line's pretty big. Celtics laying mm-hmm. seven and a half. Are you buying in or is this a trap that I am not seeing when I want to lean towards the Sixers? Uh, I would I would lean Celtics, but this line is is too big for me. I, I think the one thing I keep coming back to is that if you're the Sixers in the two games that you have won, James Harden has gone off, right? He had, mm-hmm. what, 46 in game one and then 42 or something in game four. And even then, Chelsea, they just barely squeaked by. Like in game one, they needed a three-pointer from James Harden over Al Horford. In game four, James Harden had to hit a game-tying shot and then a game-winning shot. So the Sixers have been eking by on James Harden being the guy who is getting it done for the Sixers. Joel Embiid has been maybe a touch timid, but ultimately I don't know if that's sustainable for the Sixers because James Harden, as we've talked about throughout the week, isn't the most efficient shooter. At least he's not the efficient shooter that he used to be earlier in his career. So can he do that again tonight? Can the Sixers find another way to play where they don't need James Harden to go off to win the game. Now, this is a big number. All they have to do is cover. But going back to Boston, I also think that the Sixers might be a little bit tired as well because the Celtics have gotten a lot more production from their bench. So I would lean Celtics. But, man, seven and a half points in the playoffs, just too much for me to lay. I do think that over the course of the series, as the series inches on, it's going to be the Celtics that probably have the upper hand here because, like you said, the depth is much more there for the Celtics, I think, than a team like the Sixers who doesn't have the bench players that the Seas do. But you're right, seven and a half for a Celtics team. Well, we've mm. talked about this angle before, how the Celtics, yes, they're the better squad. Yes, they probably deserve to be laying this type of number, but we just haven't seen it in the results. Like in the past four games, I know they've lost two of those outright, but still, like I don't think I see a blowout win coming here, but I could be wrong. But if I were going to play a side, it would be the seven and a half with the Sixers because usually it's a team that doesn't necessarily give up, even though we did see it in what was it, that game where they lost by like 30 to the Celtics. Maybe we have another one Mm -hmm. of those games, but I don't have a super strong take in this one. Do you have a strong take when it comes to who you think comes out of this series? Yeah, I absolutely think it's the Celtics. And here's the one thing that I keep coming back to. It's just the Celtics are more dynamic. They can beat you in different ways when you talk about bench scoring which i mentioned earlier the celtics have outscored the sixers bench 124 to 82 in this series a lot of that has to do with malcolm brogdon and if you think about the celtics they can beat you with jason tatum going off maybe it's marcus smart playing great defense maybe it's jalen brown going off maybe it's malcolm brogdon coming in stepping up off the bench the Sixers, I don't want to say they're a one-trick pony. That's that's maybe being a little bit unfair. But the Celtics definitely have different ways in which they can adjust and come at you. 
And also, I think as a series goes on like this, as we've seen, if you have more depth, and the Celtics certainly have more depth, more effective depth, then fatigue tends to become a factor. And I think the Sixers have given everything they've had in getting those two wins. I think they're lucky to have this series tied at two. So I think if we're talking about who advances out of this series, it's definitely Boston. I think so as well. I do think they're the deeper team and the team that has the more repeatable blueprint for success as opposed to relying on James Harden to score 50 every night. But one prop that I kind of circled as one that I would like to talk about for just a second, Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. And I call this like the beat writer special where you see a quote tweeted out by a beat writer and you think to yourself, hmm, maybe this will have an effect on the game because after last game, Jalen Brown came out and said, hey, maybe I need to demand the ball more. And maybe I need to be the guy that steps up at the end of games. But still, it was also an overtime game. He played 44 minutes mm -hmm. and only finished with 23. So his prop tonight, 23 and a half points, juiced to the over at minus 145. Do we think Jalen Brown capitalizes on his word here? Do you think he demands the ball more? And do you think this is a good angle? Yeah, I do. I had not thought about that before you brought it up, but certainly I, I, I think too, and, and Jalen Brown's a big name, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. when you think about Celtics props, people automatically are drawn to Jason Tatum, I think initially, and then Jalen Brown takes maybe a, a bit of a backseat. It's like 1A and 1B, but yeah, looking at that, and, and again, yeah, it's minus 145, but I think there's value on that quite a bit, and specifically at home, yeah, I like that bet. Yeah, I think so as well, um, especially because you can have both of those guys go off, like Jason Tatum and Jalen mm -hmm. Brown. I think that's why the Celtics can be so dangerous because even, you know, if one guy is getting guarded you switch off, it's going to be Jalen Brown that goes off. So, yeah, and then I'll like to see what Malcolm Brogdon does in this game. He has been one of those guys who have been a – prop god for some of the people playing his props coming off a game with 19 points had 15 the game before and 23 i would imagine the books are going to catch up at some point yeah tonight his prop is 14 and a half juicy the over at minus 135 this guy's the sixth man of the year for a reason i would not be shocked if he hits it once again next up let's head out west game five between the suns and the nuggets nuggets laying five and a half here total 227 and a half this series tied at two games apiece and Jenks just judging by this line it mm -hmm. is assumed that Nikola Jokic is going to play because that was the scuttlebutt um going into this one was what are going to be the consequences for Nikola Jokic you know lightly grazing the owner of the sun so I would imagine that he is playing I think I saw this yes. tweeted out by one of like the the source guys yesterday and the line says it as well. So do we think it's the Nuggets that, along with Nikola Jokic, deliver the clothesline to the Suns at home here? Yes, he's definitely going to play. Was fine, $25,000, but he is in tonight's lineup. This line has moved from Nuggets minus 4.5 to Nuggets minus 5.5. I'm going to play it at minus 4.5, minus 125. Why not? I love the Nuggets here. And they've been a wagon at home all season long, 29-16 and one against the spread when playing in the Mile High City in the playoffs, Chelsea. They're a perfect 5-0 at home. They have won every single game by at least nine points. And frankly, I think they're gonna kind of pissed off by what happened in Phoenix with Matt Ishiba and that whole incident with him holding the ball. Now, I will give him credit because he went on Twitter, the Suns owner, and said, 
Nikola Jokic should not be suspended. Looking forward to a great game five. So I thought that was classy of him to say, let's just let this go and focus on basketball. But ultimately, I think the Nuggets at home continue to do what they've done all season, which is just absolutely just be awesome against the number. And, and honestly, at some point, Devin Booker has carried the scoring load for the Suns more so than Kevin Durant. Doesn't he have to have some sort of regression at some point? He's shooting more than 60% in the playoffs. I mean, that's absolutely insane to me. Maybe he continues it, but that's that's an almost impossible thing to continue. So I'm going to lay the four and a half with the Nuggets and do it at minus 125. Yeah, I like the Nuggets at home. I think that's the bottom line is the Nuggets have been so good at home this season. And plus, it's not like the Suns have been limiting Nikola Jokic. He had an absolutely monster game last time around, over 50 points, putting up the boards, putting up the assists. So for somebody who's like averaging a triple-double over the last couple of games, like at some mm-hmm. point that's going to break you. And it's not like yeah. the Nuggets are just Nikola Jokic. They do have some depth as well. Jamal Murray, obviously a great scorer. I'm hoping that Devin Booker doesn't go off, but you're right. Do you expect uh, regression when you see those type of numbers? Or do you say... This is a guy that is seeing the hoop like it is, you know, a huge pool or something where he's just, you know, tossing the ball in. Uh, the confidence level is just so good. So it's hard for me mm-hmm. to like fade Devin Booker. But again, we've seen games where Devin Booker and Kevin Durant has had big, big games, but yet they haven't won. So I don't know where mm-hmm. to go here. I think I would lean towards the Nuggets. Is there any other angle here that you think people should know? Not really. I just, the one thing that I think that, again, maybe your sabotage factor is the way the Nuggets play defense is they have wanted Chris Paul to shoot from the elbow. We talked about this in depth on Friday where they wanted Chris Paul to try and beat them. Chris Paul is not playing tonight. He's out. So maybe the Suns are a better team without CP3 in the lineup based on how Denver is playing defense. That's your sabotage factor. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.